This is episode 46, Should You Stay or Should You Go? When to End a Relationship with Corina. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Well, hello, everybody. I'm recording this the day I go to leave and teach my signature retreat. It's my three-day deep dive that's based on the experiential work that's changed my life in so many lasting ways. I've been doing it for about eight years now. Hundreds of women have gone through it, and it's super intense, but also super uplifting. And what's really cool is that so many of the people who are coming this weekend, I'd say almost 80%, are coming because of this podcast. They're loving the kind of transformation and healing and learning and vulnerability that happens on the show, and they want to experience some of that firsthand. I'm so excited to meet all of them and hopefully meet some of you at a future retreat. There's still like two spots left for Bali, so make sure to go to christinehassler.com and check that out. And in other news, I did something I was on the fence about. Often I said I wouldn't even do it, and it is... I got on Snapchat. I know, super big news. I resisted it for so long. I blamed it on Snapchat. I said there's too much social media. Everybody wants to be a reality star. But the truth was, I was the one that was resistant. I didn't want to have to learn something new or have another thing to manage. And honestly, sometimes the introvert in me resists social media. But once I shifted my perspective out of wanting to run from it and actually embrace it, my experience changed. I had a good friend that I went out with one night show me how fun it could be. And then what really put me over the edge was when I spent about 15 minutes with a 19-year-old who showed me the ins and out of Snapchat, and I got really excited. I got over my resistance and was open to, hey, let me learn something new, and this could be fun. So you can follow me at Chris Hassler, C-H-R-I-S-H-A-S-S-L-E-R. That's my handle. My name is too long for both Snapchat and Twitter. So on Twitter, it's Christine Hassler without the E at the end of Christine. All right. So let's dive into our topic of our coaching session today, which has a lot to do with blaming something or someone else outside of us instead of pushing through our own resistance and diving in with a learning orientation approach to life. Karina called in because she's deciding whether or not to stay in her marriage. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to times either right now or in the past when you've been struggling with whether to stay or go in a relationship. It could be a romantic relationship. It could even be a friendship or a work relationship. Sometimes the answer is very, very clear, but more often it's not. First of all, there's love in the relationship, not to mention history. If it's a romantic relationship, there may be a shared home, shared pets, kids, and so on. And second, there's the uncertainty. Is this the right decision? Will you be okay? Will he or she be okay? Since ending any kind of relationship is not easy and making the choice about it is so hard, we often look for reasons to blame the other person, to collect evidence against them so our decision to leave is easier. We want to be happy and think that leaving the relationship may be the answer. But just leaving on the energy of blame or rebellion is not enough and does not give you the opportunity to learn the lessons that the relationship is there to teach you. 
And the problem is that if you run or end something out of fear, annoyance, or blame, you're just going to have to go and learn the same lesson over again with someone else. So sure, the idea of being single again when you're in a relationship that feels hard or unsatisfying sounds romantic and fun. You can get on Bumble and Tinder. But the reality could be a rude awakening because eventually you'll need to grieve the past relationship. I've often heard people use the advice, the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. This is terrible advice. First of all, you're using the person you're getting under. And second, once all those oxytocin hormones that we release during the infatuation stage of a relationship wear off, you'll be left with the same unresolved stuff you didn't deal with in the previous relationship. And then you're just in a cycle of thinking you keep picking the wrong person when the common denominator in the relationship is you. Now, I'm not saying staying in a relationship is always the best thing to do. Some do have expiration dates or simply need to end because they're unhealthy when there's things like abuse, pathological lying, addiction, cheating, and so on. What I am saying is don't do a reactionary breakup. Don't leave because you're resisting taking an honest look at your side of the street. Stop resisting the learning and stop blaming the other person. So all this will start to make more sense as you listen to my coaching session with Karina. Keep these questions in mind as you listen. First, are you currently in a relationship and questioning whether to stay or go? Next, is there any big decision you're struggling with that you'd like clarity on, but no matter what you do, you can't seem to get clear? Are there similar patterns that seem to come up in all your relationships? Have you done the kind of self-work that makes you an incredible partner to yourself and then consequently to another? Is there something in your life you're not experiencing or not feeling and you're blaming your partner for it? Consider these questions as we listen to my coaching session with Karina. Hello, Karina. Welcome to the show. What's your question? My question is related to, um, I guess, issues I've been having, uh, I guess, with my marriage. I've been having a lot of issues lately with my marriage, and uh, we've been, you know, now we're in counseling, so I've sort of made a decision to go there. And I guess I've been just having a difficult time because I've been having like doubts about my decisions, mm. about whether I'm making the right or the wrong one. And it also kind of affects my relationships with my friends because I feel like if I do something, you know, that they wouldn't necessarily agree with, or even sometimes I feel like I wouldn't do if, if the roles were reversed, I, I just find myself isolating myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So is the decision you're trying to make whether or not to stay married? That was that was a really big decision, yeah. Um, more particularly just because of, like, years have gone by and, you know, he's done questionable things and I've, I've pulled away, I've put up a wall just, I guess, to protect myself in a way. And, yeah, it's been really hard, especially the past several months. Yeah. Yeah, and how long have you been married? We have been married for about six, seven years now. Okay. Okay. And what's the major struggle that you're having? Like, where are you having the most challenge? Well, most of the issue that we've been having uh, more recently, I've been feeling like I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself okay. to try and take care of things. He hasn't, a few years back, he went to school for a few years. And then at the end of the few years, he decided he wasn't going to do anything with it. <laughs> and he wanted to stay home. Okay. So I was feeling definitely some resentment about that. Okay. And then there was also feeling like he wanted to be a stay-at-home dad, and I didn't really agree with that. And it just so happened that now he's kind of in this role, and 
um, because he's not working and um, okay. because he has like suffered a bit of a back injury. I just sort of was like resentment there as well because he's like if he wanted to be like stay at home, he's not really pulling his weight in that respect either. Okay. And how many kids do you have? I have two. And how old are they? Four and six. Okay. Okay. So I hear you. I hear what's been challenging. I hear you're in counseling. I'm I'm not clear what your question is though. I, I'm not really sure how to feel more confident, I guess, in my decision making and to be able to be solid in that so that like I guess to feel more confident in the decision that I make. Because I, I find sometimes I guess I guess um I get easily swayed. Like I feel more confident in a decision, you know, if I'm by myself or with my friends and then you know, I go home and then I talk with my husband and then I'm sort of like flip-flopping in a way. Well, what is the decision you've made that you want to feel confident in? I guess I really haven't made a decision yet. I want to feel confident that um, I can decide to stay with him and that it can work. Okay. And I guess that's what I'm hoping the, the marriage counseling will do. I, I just don't have the greatest confidence that I made the right decision. Okay. Well, that's the thing about confidence. Confidence isn't the prerequisite for making a quote-unquote decision, but it is the Mm -hmm. result of it after you do. So Uh I think that more about confidence here is you you need to decide to make a decision because the flip-flopping and the wavering – And here's the thing, like you're going to, no matter what choice you make, there's going to be pros and cons for either side. You can make a case for why you should separate and you can make a case for why you want to stay together. But, you know, for me, I've been married and there was a point where I was 51% sure that I should Mm -hmm. think about separating and 49% sure that I should stay. And sometimes the tipping point is not that high. But the important thing is then to make, make a choice and get fully in alignment with it. Because if you want to stay in the marriage and you really feel like that's for the highest good of everyone, but there's still a part of you that's questioning it, then you're never going to be able to fully see if if it will work. Because anytime we try to move forward with something when we have a lot of doubt, it's having it's like having one foot on the gas and one foot on the brake. So what I'd really love to coach you in is instead of, quote unquote, feeling confident in the decision, like I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you, Karina, this is absolutely the right choice. (laughs) And in situations like this, there is no, quote unquote, right choice, but there is the choice that feels most true for you. And I I have a feeling that you already know. I do. And to be honest, it's scary. Okay. And what's the Uh, truth? What do you know? I think I want to be single. Okay. I, I want to be alone. Okay. Um, well, there's there's a difference between wanting to be single because I know a lot of married people who sometimes want to be single, <laughs> versus you know versus going. This this marriage isn't for the highest good of the children, of me, or of him, because you don't want to make mm-hmm. this decision. You want to make a self honoring choice, but you don't want to make a selfish choice. Uh huh. So, what is your intuition? Other than, okay, I want to be single, what is your intuition really telling you? That we're not good for each other. Because? Because I feel like we can't really, um, I feel like we're sort of um, holding each other back. I feel like 
I can't grow more as myself as a person as I'm learning more about myself while I stay married to him because I'm holding myself back to make him feel comfortable. Okay. To make him not, I guess, feel like left behind. But that's that's on you. Yeah. So there's another courageous choice here. What would happen if you stopped holding back? Because it sounds like the excuse you're using is I can't be fully myself. Is he saying to you, you cannot be fully you, it holds me back? Is he oppressing you in some way? I guess I allow myself to feel so guilty because we've had the conversations before and said, you know, if you, you know, you ever leave, you know, you're just going to hurt me like my family did. You are, you know, you're destroying the family. Um, you know, it's not fair that you're so motivated and you're leaving me behind. So I just, I allow that guilt of hurting him in that way to, to just say, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't do so much. Maybe I should be more at home. And maybe I should, you know, not try and hold his hand and try and bring him along with me, I guess, in a way. Okay. And how many other significant relationships, either with parents or siblings or ex-partners, have you been a bit codependent in this way? I can't really, I can't really think of anything where it's, it's very similar. I've just never had like the belief in myself that I could do more better. Mm-hmm. And I guess I never really felt like I could reach for the stars in a way or really push myself to be better. Okay. Well, there's there's a lot of different conversations that you're bringing forward. Okay. There's the, yeah. there's the marriage. <laughs> there's the patterns you've gotten into him. And then there's the way that you've limited yourself that you're blaming on him. Yeah. So it's no one's fault if we don't feel like we're living into our full potential. And mm-hmm. And honestly, like if, if this is happening in your marriage, it's not necessarily because of him. This is something inside of you that the dynamic with him is illuminating. So I can't promise you that if you leave that all of a sudden you're just going to be like, woohoo, I can step into my full potential and shoot for the stars. Because if it's never something that you've developed on your own, then just getting Mm -hmm. rid of him is not necessarily the answer. Yeah. So, so there's a lot here. There's you feeling like you're not living into your full potential. There's the guilt dynamic that you have. You're in a little bit, my guess is in your a little bit of a codependent pattern with him. And then there's sort of, uh, you know, I have so much compassion for where you are. And I'm also being strong with you because we have limited time and I, I know you want some clarity. I think there's a fantasy in your head about what life would be like without him. And the thing is, we all have our internal stuff. Romantic relationships bring those to the surface like nothing else. And just getting out of the romantic relationship doesn't necessarily cure the internal stuff. So my question for you is, how much have you really worked on you worked on your insecurities, worked on your people-pleasing, worked on your codependent patterns within the relationship and really taken 100% responsibility for your 50% to give yourself full permission to reach for the stars in your marriage, in your life, 
without any, without concern about, you know, how he's going to feel about it. Obviously be respectful, be truthful. But what if you just stopped limiting yourself in the marriage? Do you have to leave to stop limiting yourself? No, I guess I don't. No, I, I definitely don't. I guess I, I never really had that that point of view. I, I've never really taken the opportunity to um, try and figure this out. Well, I, I guess to try and motivate myself. Um, and now that I think about it, I guess I've been dependent on like him trying to encourage me and motivate me. Right. And in my mind, it's okay. Well, if he's not going to motivate me, I'm just going to go out and do it on my own because, you know, I, I just got, I just got to do it. And if he's not going to be there with me, yeah, I guess I just really have just been relying on him just to push me and then blaming him. Exactly, and that's I, acno- I acknowledge your honesty. I really do. And and have you had any coaching or counseling on your own? Not not couples, but have you had it just with someone? Have you worked with someone extensively? Uh, not extensively, more short tor- short term. Um, just more dealing with um, how I felt about in the marriage, but not more for myself about how to, I guess, uh, figure out what my goals are, figure out what I need to do internally um, in order to, I guess, take the next step in my spiritual growth. Exactly. Exactly. So here's the thing. From my point of view, and you have to see what resonates with you, I don't know that you truly are in a place where you have enough information and awareness to make a clean choice right now, which is probably why you're having so much trouble with the decision. A lot of times when we struggle with decision and we, we don't feel confident in decision, it's because there's a deeper learning we need to get to before we can get clarity. So my recommendation for you would be one to read the book codependent no more. You can find it on Amazon and really see if that resonates and do and do the work. Don't just read it. Do the exercises. And second, find a really good therapist or counselor or coach that can help you look at you and take sort of, quote unquote, figuring out the marriage off the table and really look at your patterns, your limiting beliefs, your goals, your dreams, your desires, how you can show up differently for you, how you can show up differently in the marriage. And then when you start kind of putting the pieces of that puzzle together, because in my talking to you, my my sense is you have awareness, you have an amazing heart, you're asking great questions, um, but, but the deeper yearning is, is for you to really know yourself, to really know who you are, separate from being a wife, separate from being a mother, separate from all those things. And you don't necessarily have to leave your family to discover that. In fact, it may be something you regret down the line. Now, after you do this work, it could go either way. You could be like, you know what? My relationship with this man is complete. But right now, if you left, you'd be leaving from a place of blaming him. And that's not a conscious uncoupling. And most likely you'd have to go play that out with someone else. So if you do leave, wouldn't you like to leave from a place of gratitude and love? Wouldn't that be better for you and him and your children? It would be. Yeah. Yeah. And if you left right now, you wouldn't be leaving that way, would you? No. Right. I'm sorry. 
you don't have to say you're sorry. It's good. It's good. This is coming up. So what's behind those tears? What are you feeling? Um, I'm, I'm feeling like I, I, I do, I do feel lost and I do need to figure myself out. And yes. I just, I just, I just don't know. I, I, I feel like I'm just taking a step and hoping that it's the right one without really, I guess, oh, I'm doing my research or really trying to give some real thought about where I want to go. Exactly. Exactly. And also like why you attracted this into your life, what the relationship is teaching you. It's, it's really milk this time for all it's worth. Karina, really use this, this, this kind of expectation hangover you're having right now as an opportunity to learn more about yourself and to heal some things that have nothing to do with him, but really have to do with you and, and give yourself permission not to have to decide right now about whether you're going to stay or whether you're going to go. Can you make the choice right now that you're going to stay in the marriage for now and you're going to go and get some kind of counselor or therapist to work with you and you're going to really start falling back in love with yourself, learning who you are so that you can make this choice, which is a very important choice from a place of love. I can. I will. I will. Okay. And how does that feel? It feels kind of uh, scary, but relieving. Good. Like, I really I feel more sure that I can take this step to know what I need to know about myself. Because I, outside of the rules that, you know, I've, I've picked up with mother and wife, I really just don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just before I got married, I didn't know what was going on or what I was doing. I was just sort of, mm-hmm. like you said, like I really didn't know what to expect except what fantasy is in my head. Right, right, right. So, so in this moment, can you feel confident in the choice that you're going to put the decision about whether to stay or to go on pause. It's not a decision you have to make right now. Instead, the choice that you're making is to invest some time and energy into your own healing and your own discovery. Can that be the choice yes. you're confident in? Okay, great. Yes. yes great. I can. Definitely. Great. So take a nice deep breath. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And take the pressure off yourself to have to figure everything out and know that there's resources out there. There's guidance out there. Turn down the volume of other people's opinions. I'd encourage you to stop talking about your marriage with other people, except for if you're in a counseling situation. Okay. Just stop talking about it because people are just going to confuse you. They're going to project their opinions onto you and you don't need that right now. And just focus on, focus on you and to the best of your ability, just accept him for who he is. Be loving. Stop being a chameleon, you know, stop contorting yourself or going into the guilt or those kind of things and try to look at him through eyes of observation versus judgment. You know, he's a person too with his past that is showing up the way he's showing up because of things that have happened to him. So see if you can move into compassion, not complacency, but compassion for him and stop pointing the finger at him 
and point it back at yourself and take responsibility, not in a self-judgment way, but in an empowering way. Okay. Okay. What is going to grow? What I'm going to learn? Yes. Yes, how you're going to grow and what you're going to learn. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Was this helpful to you? Very, very. It's nice to hear uh, just what I just haven't been facing. Right. Facing it all. Right, and you're ready. It's time. Yeah. Thank you, Christine. I acknowledge Karina's self-honesty. She was really willing to own her end of this relationship. And you could hear as she began to cry at the end of the call, the relief she felt by not having to make this decision right now about her marriage. Because right now, it's really not about her husband. It's about her. And the reason she couldn't get clear on whether to stay or go is because that was not the question to be focused on. What her soul is really calling her to pay attention to is her relationship with herself. She's gotten a bit lost in the role of wife and mother and is craving to know who she is. Her mind had her convinced that being single would give her the freedom to do that, but the person who's holding her prisoner is not her husband. It's herself. And I'm confident that when Karina does the work on herself to heal, to learn, and to rediscover who she is, she will either reignite the connection with her husband, or she'll be clear that the choice and the highest good for both of them is to complete the relationship. But she'll be able to do that from a loving place rather than a reactionary or blameful place. She can now make a self-honoring choice rather than a selfish choice. I want to talk a little bit more about when we feel blocked when it comes to a choice. Often it's because we're not ready to make it. There are more lessons to be learned or issues to address before clarity comes. So if you're struggling about a major decision right now, I encourage you to look at what could be the deeper issue that you're not looking at. Some takeaways for you from this call. First, if you're struggling with a decision, you can't seem to make it, put it on hold. Maybe the choice is to not decide right now. Maybe in six months, you're going to reevaluate. So literally get your calendar out and write in six months, we'll make decision about XYZ or we'll revisit decision about XYZ. Don't force yourself to make a choice when you're not ready. Now, I'm not one for being in limbo and constantly going back and forth and running to other people for their opinion. Make the choice not to choose. Make the choice to push the decision date out into the future and look at really what's at hand right now. Next, and I just alluded to this, stop talking about your struggles with other people. People confuse and project their stuff on us. Talk about it with your coach. Talk about it with a friend that you know is aligned in terms of their own personal growth and values. And most of all, focus on listening to your own inner knowing. The answers are never outside of us. And if you're in a relationship, whether you're struggling or not, look at your partner through eyes of observation instead of judgment. Any relationship, especially romantic relationships, are incredible mirrors. They bring up our deepest, darkest stuff. They often bring out the best in us as well. But stop blaming your partner. Stop making them wrong. No one else is responsible for why you don't have what you don't want or why you don't feel the way you want to feel. Bring the focus back to you, and then you might start seeing your partner through different eyes. 
Sending you much love and many blessings. Remember, come follow me on Snapchat. Chris Hassler is my handle. And I look forward to another session with you next week. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehassler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehassler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings.